0: How has sexual harassment impacted your life? I was first introduced to the heart-rending reality of sexual harassment when my neighbor was abducted by her Uber driver as she was returning from a bridal shower. According to a 2017 online survey launched by the nonprofit organization Stop Street Harassment, my neighbor is part of the 81% of women who have experienced sexual harassment. She also contributes to the surprisingly small 40.8% of women who end up reporting being raped by an acquaintance, as found by the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. But sexual harassment and violence is not part of life which begins after graduation. While student-on-student sexual harassment is unsettling and hair-raising to talk about, it must be confronted. To better understand the gravity of sexual harassment within American high schools, we turn to our fellow students at oak park and river forest high school for their insight on this widespread spread issue this is avery anderson alongside sam Guillot and luke mena reporting from miss fox's eighth period journalism class
1: hi I, my name is luke mena and my goal was to talk to some students here at lprf during their lunch period i gave them a few questions to answer the basis of the question Questions were how they feel about sexual assault and unwanted sexual behavior in your in our school here at OPRF or, or High School. I found the response to, uh, to be particularly questioning and a little bit alarming. The questions that some of the questions that I asked were, do you think twice about what you wear to school, and do you always feel comfortable in what you decide to wear?
2: Do you think twice about what you wear to school? Yes, I'd say that I think twice about what I wear to school because sometimes if I feel like my outfit is showing skin, I get uncomfortable because I don't know how people will look at me in certain ways or will say things to me to make me feel uncomfortable.
3: Okay, same question. I also think twice about what I wear to school because sometimes, like, um, so basically, like, since we are kids, like, they've always said how, like, girls distract boys based on what they're wearing. And, like, even though I know that, like, it's not my fault, it's still just like, I think twice sometimes if I have a lower cut shirt or if I'm wearing a v neck, like, that if, like, I have any of um, my chest showing or, like, any cleavage, like, I'm always trying to, like, pull up my shirt during school or, like, I notice when people look. I've never had um, that I've yeah.
2: Do you hear about sexual assault slash unwanted behavior? Um, yes. About I know about five people who have felt uncomfortable by um, sexual assault or sexual unwanted behavior at school and outside of school, and I think it is a big problem in our society.
3: Is sexual assault an issue in this school? Um, I think it is an issue in this school because, um, like the other person said, I have heard about a lot of circumstances where people have either been sexually assaulted or felt uncomfortable in
1: as you just heard, it is common for girls at this school to think twice about what they wear. And to me, that is a major issue. Girls should not have to feel any different because they are wearing less clothes than another. And high school boys need to be taught to not give different attention to more revealing outfits, as well as need to, need to learn how to keep their thoughts to themselves.
4: The topic of consent is thought to be taught in high school and middle school health classes and by parents or other figures in adolescents' lives. We decided to dive into the topic of consent a little bit deeper here at OPRF by asking the question, is consent different for boys and girls? We sent out a survey, and 48% of people said it was treated differently. 32% said the same, 16% said similarly, as well as 4% saying it was treated the completely opposite. This intrigued me and made me want to learn more, so I took to the lunchroom to find students willing to share more on this topic. The first table I came upon was a group of four boys. One shared a story of the time a girl continued to try and kiss his friend and it was not found upon but he believed that the situation would have been flipped, it would have been looked down upon. Another stated that consent is treated differently because girls can't necessarily defend themselves as easy as a boy would be able to. i got a quick question for you guys. Is consent treated the same for boys and girls? I
0: don't really think it is. I think Boys are expected to ask for consent more than girls are. I was at a party, and one of my friends, a girl, leaned in to kiss him, and he didn't really want to, and he backed off. And then she just kind of kept going back in for it. And I was like, if that situation had been flipped, it would have been probably looked down upon.
1: I agree with my previous speaker.
0: I feel that... The consent towards girls, like girls giving consent, is focused upon in school a lot more than guys giving consent. Like, guys don't really get consent at all.
2: Now, I agree with the past two speakers, (laughs) but I also think that it's more important for guys to get consent because they're more easily able to defend themselves in these situations than girls for the most part.
0: I agree with all of the three previous speakers. Um, I would also like to say that uh, sometimes, you know, it can be uh, tricky to try to define or get consent from someone, and a lot of times girls can feel pressure into that, which might be one of the reasons why guys are, you know, more focused on when it comes to getting consent, in my opinion.
1: Thanks, boys. I mean, I think there's a huge difference because people just assume that guys, it's like, it's an automatic yes. But for girls, it, it's it's more of a yes or no. It is there's a huge bias that guys want sex, I guess.
5: Men tend to have more dominant personalities. They can kind of like push women to do certain things, um, and a lot of women in high school and like younger don't. Have a lot of confidence in themselves, anyway, so they don't feel the same like about standing up for themselves.
0: Do you think guys are expected to kind of give consent easier than girls?
5: Yeah, I feel like it's expected that guys want to like hook up with people all the time and stuff. It's more like when people have some like an experience, they like don't talk about it as much because there's like a shame or there's uh, stigma around it. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, and then the harasser will also try and, like, blame them a lot, put it on them. So, it's, like, harder to speak up about it. Um, and then I've never experienced anyone, like, saying they were harassed without it actually being, like, at least something that made them very uncomfortable. Whether or not we consider it harassment, like, I mean, how do you really define that anyway? But, like, they were made uncomfortable by someone.
0: Yeah.
4: Next, I interviewed a girl sitting at the lunch table next to the one by the boys. She was interested in what we were talking about and wanted to share what she thought. She believed that as a society, we put a lot of focus on girl victims. And we don't center a lot of the focus on the males who are sexual assault victims as well. I have a quick question for you. Is consent treated different for boys and girls?
5: Um, yeah, I would definitely agree that consent is treated differently because as a society, I think we put a lot of focus on girls being victims of Uh, sexual assault, but we don't really pay attention to the males who are victims, so I think it's definitely different.
4: Thank you. This girl's point got me thinking, and I did some research and found that 84% of sexual assault cases are reported by females, and only 14% are reported by males. These statistics show me that men really just don't report it, because in society, male consent isn't necessarily required in the minds of many. And it is also deemed weak if a man is sexually assaulted by a female. I decided to ask this question to one of my good friends, Sam Schroett. I asked, do you think men in today's society have to give consent? And is there a negative to a man saying he was sexually assaulted by a woman? Sam stated, in today's today's world, guys aren't the ones that need to give consent. It is the girls, and that's just how it is. Because guys are expected to always want sex. And that expectation leads to it leads to it being seen as weak if a guy says he was raped
0: so far we've talked about the frequency of sexual harassment in high school you've also heard us talk about consent and how some people view it as being different or the same for girls and boys i'm here to talk about false accusations of sexual harassment in high school i want to open with a quote i found by jackie fielding a staff member at Minnesota Law. The quote states, If men are afraid of sexual misconduct allegations and women are afraid of sexual misconduct altogether, who is more worthy of protection? In our opinions, we see a very big gray area as to finding out if someone is lying or telling the truth about sexual harassment. In our survey, we sent out Within our 25 responses, we found that 32% of people believe that their peers have lied about being sexually harassed, while 28% of people say no, their friends have not lied about it, but 40% say they might have, maybe. I went to the lunchroom to gather opinions from my fellow students. I asked two of my friends, Abe Berlin, and Caroline Rowling Greist. They had two very similar opinions, although opposite genders.
1: I, I, mean, I think I don't know because a lot of people don't talk about it publicly, and they keep it to themselves. So it's really hard. It's not like well known if someone's like sexually harassed in the school. It's, it's, you
5: know,
1: it's, yeah. I mean there's there's like a stigmatism where like if you're sexually harassed as a guy it's like you can't talk about it because it's like
0: i don't know i don't even know why do you think sexual harassment is pervasive in opioid?
5: yes i think that a lot of like parties and athletic events there ends up being a lot of sexual harassment
0: what is your personal definition of consent
5: Consent is when both parties involved in like a relationship or some type of um, yeah some type of relationship or connection are agreeing to like what they're doing and like intimate type things.
0: Do you think being sober has anything to do with consent?
5: Yes, everything. Because you can't make the same decisions when you're um, under the influence of substances as when you're sober, and you might make a different choice when you're in a clear state of mind.
0: While interviewing Abe and Caroline, I found that both of them agreed that guys are much more likely to not tell others about the full sexual experience they had, while girls will openly express exactly what happened. According to Sandra Newman, every academic study on this issue finds that the most common type of fake accuser is usually a teenage girl trying to get out of trouble. It's often the teenager's parents who report the rape attempt. This study suggests that high school age false accusers can often just be trying to get out of something as simple as missing curfew. From these findings, Sam, Luke, and I found that sexual harassment is easily found within our high school. We all agree that this also applies to any other American high school. We hope this podcast helped you better understand the severity of sexual harassment at Oak Park and River Forest High School. We also hope that our listeners have learned to become more aware of the reality of sexual harassment and how to personally confront it within your own life. It's conscious,
2: continual, sober... Uh, Oh, enthusiastic, is that supposed to spell something?